Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms and Sales Podcast. I'm Lynn, your host of today's show, and we have a great discussion in store for you on the secrets for successful job sharing in sales. Yep, in sales. You can do this. So joining us, we have two splendid guests, uh, Liz Pearl and Terry Gordon. And uh, full disclosure, Liz and Terry and I have worked together in the past. They're just amazing. Liz and Terry have had brilliant sales careers. They have brilliant careers. And both as individuals apart and working as a team. So welcome, Liz and Terry. Thank you, Lynn. Hello. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, I'm so glad you just, yeah, this is a really great topic because a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think that you can job share with sales. And I would really like to just dive right in. And where did the idea of job sharing come up and how did your motivation to pursue job sharing fit with your overall sales goals? Well, I think it, it started with me um, having my first child, which was quite some time ago. But at the time, I was in sales. I had been with the company I was with for about three years. And not wanting to leave my newborn, I did mention to management and my bosses that I would like to cut back to possibly part-time. And they weren't um, in favor of that. So, which ended up being a good thing because it was the beginning of the recession. My husband was a let go from his job and I needed to work. And, you know, once I worked out all the kinks and we got a good nanny, uh, it worked out well. However, fast forward three years, I was pregnant with my second child and uh, that was a different story. Juggling two children and working full time was not something I was looking forward to. So, um, or I wasn't sure how that was going to work. So. I'll let Terry take it over from here um, and explain how she entered into the picture. Yeah, so I had been with the company, the same company for a couple of decades, but I was in a different division. So I was traveling and working outside of the main corporate office. And so then I ended up having a baby and came back to work, and they weren't sure what to quite do with me because I did want part-time. And at that time, Liz was getting ready to exit for her maternity leave, and they said, hey, why don't you step back into print sales and cover for Liz for three months with the intention of the two of you teaming up and job sharing. Hey, I was all for it. Liz was for it. So we dove right in, and I covered for her for three months. Okay, so then you yeah, you covered for full-time for three months, and then Liz, when you came back, how, how did that work out? Well, I – went into maternity leave knowing that that was what we were going to do. So I was absolutely thrilled. Um, we did not, because it was, well, I should back up. Because it was my customer base, um, my customers, most of them did not know Terry. Some of them did uh, know Terry, but most of them did not. So it was a great um, period for her to get to know my customers and then when I came back from maternity leave, announced to our customers that we were going to job share. It was a very smooth transition. At that point, they liked Terry. They trusted her. They could see that she was wildly experienced in our field. And it, it became a seamless transition for us. So it, it worked out 
better than I could have ever expected. Yeah, that's amazing. But, you know, if for someone in our audience who's in a similar situation, and it sounds like when you initially had approached your, your employer, they had not been on board with this. And so obviously some factors changed, but what made it easier to convince them to support the job sharing? I mean, was it the same employer? It and was. How it, was. Go ahead. it was the same employer. And at that point of time, I was, I guess, the top salesperson at the company. And clearly my value to them was high. And they knew that I was struggling with being a mother and working, and they understood that. So at that point, I had, I would say, I, I don't know if you want to call it power, but I had some greater value to them. And at the same time, Terry uh, had come on board, and it was, you know, the perfect storm in terms of us coming together, the timing, everything was perfect. So, so I think those factors all together made it, um, you know, obviously how could they turn us down? How could they turn it down? In fact, they actually suggested it. So, yeah, so they, they, they benefited because they could make sure they retained your talent and the sales, but also in, Terry had been working for them as well, and the same thing, retain her talent and bring her in. So that, that sounds like it was a right. absolutely a mutually beneficial relationship there with, between your, with your boss or your, you know, the management. Exactly. And they were very generous because they gave us both full benefits. And we worked off of, you know, one email, one desk. And it was seamless. There wasn't there wasn't ever a time where a sales rep wasn't available. One of us was always available, or, or in the office, or producing projects. The benefit, yeah. To, yeah. And so, getting back to that, the benefit to our employer was that they really got over one person because we did overlap. Um, we always covered for each other on vacations. We covered for each other when we had child-related activities, whether it be school or you know, um, holidays, whatever. So it, it, it was beneficial to all of us involved. Yeah, a win-win. And you've already touched on this, but I'd like to sort of dig in a little deeper because you were talking about how your clients responded. And in, and in your case, there was this perfect segue, but I think there's another part of also having gone through maternity leave and having had someone cover for me, I had sort of a different experience where my clients couldn't wait till I got back because, you know, they're so obviously you guys had a chemistry mix that made it work really well and that made the transition easy for them. So can you like share with us how that came about or what um, our audience would look for to make sure they could put together that, you know, that, that, Secret sauce? Uh, I just think we were, got really lucky with each other. I didn't really know Liz very well because I was off doing another segue of the company. And so it was just the perfect relationship. We got to know each other quickly. We had the same values in child rearing and work ethics and go out of our way for our customer. And I just stepped right into Liz's pattern and it fit me perfectly. And I have to add to that, we're both 
um, really high on the communication end of things, and by that I mean um, communicating to each other about each project we were working on, the customer, not only verbally but also in writing. So we're both <laughs> very uh, in tune to email and notes, and that's what made this work um, because if you know, obviously, if you're sharing information verbally, you may forget it. But if you can relate or check back with your notes on any one project, you may find that information that you need. Or you pick up the phone and call. So everything was on the table. We pretty much made it seamless to make sure that our clients were taken care of and there were no blips in the, in the system. We also had a third party involved with us, which was an uh, internal customer service person, and she was an integral part of our team. So not to say that it was all easy, but we did have one person there working on our projects with us at all times. So she was the common denominator that helped things go smoothly in, inside our company. So she's sort of the mayonnaise holding the two pieces of bread together. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had some, so A, you had core values that you shared. So at both at work and, and, and in your overall life. And that second, that you also had uh, your styles easily fit one another, that you didn't have to really stretch really far or bend over backwards like a pretzel um, to work with one another. That's correct. And one thing, too, I mean, realizing that every every individual is different, and we all have a different skill set, generally. So while we had a lot of common, you know, we were very common in, in so many ways, there are areas where Carrie was, had more, you know, had a strength, say, in, in terms of creativity. And I um, maybe was a little bit weak on that end of things and vice versa. So we played off of each other and it worked off really well. And we were very, very respectful of each other in terms of our strengths and weaknesses. It's very much like a marriage. You know, it's two people coming together and you make it work and you work hard at it. So I always felt like we were in, in many ways a married couple working mm -hmm. through this. And, we lasted 13, we job shared for 13 years, so clearly something was going right at the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I know from my experience of working with you, it it was it was seamless. It was just, which one were you talking to that day, Liz or Terry? So, um, you know. Yeah, people never remembered our schedule because they no, didn't need to. Didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's great. So we've got a couple, you know, more minutes. And I think that I want to talk about, you know, in sales positions and how some of the things are changing, which is one of the things that's becoming so common to be working remotely in sales. I mean, because you could have customers all over the state, all over the country, all over the globe. Right. And, right. you know, and with your experience that you've both had, how would you compare job sharing, so this is sort of a wacky question maybe, um, versus working remotely? I mean, what are the, is there some commonalities there? Well, I, I'll jump in here. I think there are, however, um, it depends on what you're looking for. First of all, I currently work remotely a couple days a week and I come in 
two or three days a week to the office. But so one thing that I think really stands out in my mind is with job sharing, you really do hand over the projects or the work to your partner and then you have that time to spend however you like. And in, in our case, you know, obviously we were, we were being mothers um, and taking care of ourselves. And so you really do let go and um, get charged up to start back the following week. That was fabulous because anyone who is a mother knows that it's, it's very difficult to balance the two, work and, and being a mother. So going back to working remotely, regardless of where you work, you're still working. Yep. And, you, and you still are accountable. So um, that's the difference to me. I work remotely, but I'm stuck to my computer and I'm there when I'm needed as quickly as I'm needed. And so um, it's not as though, yeah. It, so it is different that way. And that's, that's the biggest difference I see. You just don't, you're, you're still accountable for your whole week or whatever it is, however many hours a week you work. So. Terry, how about you? What do you think the is the commonalities there or differences? Well, I think too with the fact that we are selling a custom manufactured product, we found that being in the shop a few days a week is helpful. But then working remotely, you'd have to have the backup resource within the company to support you like Liz is doing now. So she's, she relies on her inside people a little bit more than when you walk into the shop every day. So they're, they're just two different caveats, really. Okay. Okay. That's great. And, and, you know, so here we are. And, you know, obviously there's women are always trying to do this balancing act of, you know, to have it all, to have the family, to have a great career. So what advice would you give um, young saleswomen who are um, considering job sharing? What would you, what would your, your top tips of advice be on how to pursue this? I would say have a plan. You can't just go into an employer or your manager or your boss and say, hey, I'd like to job share. Hey, I'd like to cut back. You have to have a plan as to how that's going to work, what it's going to look like, the benefit to them, and have a person in mind if, it, if you are considering job sharing. Um, how are you going to sell something to someone when you don't have anything to back it up? So with, with our situation, it fell into place beautifully. There, it, you know, I, that in and of itself was the catalyst behind our job share. So I would just say, make sure you have a plan and make sure it's something that's, that's literally going to work. And you're choosing a person if you are proposing to work with a specific person, make sure you think that through and make sure you do have common um, value systems and goals and um, common work styles, because that is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Terry, what about you? What do you think? I think you have to be a successful salesperson already and really engage the customer to loyalty to your company 
and build that relationship really strong so that you can depend on your inside team or your other person fully? And what do each of you bring to the table? How can you marry that together to be a strong, more dynamic team than one person? All right, so that, that core foundation mm -hmm. that, that you have for, and I think that's a really good point about having your customers on board with you, that they're gonna support this and they're gonna stay with you, um, you know, as you, as you transition over. So that, that's a really good point. Yeah, so I guess the last thing I, I'm gonna just bring up in sales, because it is something that I, you know, when you're in sales and you're, you, you know, you're, you're, your sales are the lifeblood of the company. Sales, <laughs> we feed the bottom line. So <laughs> we feed every job in the, in the organization. But when you're in sales, you know, a lot of your own compensation is based on your, on your sales. And when you're, job sharing with another person i mean how do you make sure that you you know you know get away from i don't know if it's the greed factor or if it's the fear factor you know to really embrace that the concept that you're going to be sharing um your the benefit the financial benefit and compensation of your sales effort well i think um i mean you know, obviously, you can do any kind of split. We were straight commission, so the split could be 40-60, 50-50, whatever. The two people decide that they think is fair and works for them. I think that if you want to job share, then there's clearly something more important behind that. And for me and Terry both, that's something more important behind that with our children. And so, you know, money's great, but it's not everything. And at that time, <laughs> at that time in our life, it, we had made, both made a choice. That family came first. And um, so we never had any issues in terms of how that was divided. We both worked hard and we we're able to grow ourselves. In fact, between the two of us, um, I think when we started our job share, we were very fortunate to grow with a smaller company that grew very large, very, very quickly. And I think our sales probably tripled to quadrupled in yeah. the time that we yeah, were job sharing. So. It was great. <laughs> it was fun, and uh, we worked very hard. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's great. I love that. Yeah. Money isn't everything, and I will definitely attest to that. Terry, uh, what what advice would you have to add? Well, I, uh, one one factor was that it was Liz's account base, so I was stepping in because I had left another part of the industry to step in with her, and I had contacts, but I didn't have volume. So Liz trusted that I would take good care of her uh, customers over that maternity leave time, and then I continued the best I could to make contact with people outside of her circle and to grow our uh, our network of clients, and it, it was successful at that time. And I was motivated to do that. That was kind of my caveat of who I am and how I like to work. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and while the, the bulk of clients 
kids coming into our job share were mine at the time. Mm -hmm. Carrie had a lot of customers that she had worked with previously that I had never worked with. So it was great because she brought in a load of customers and we, you know, together um, mm -hmm. grew those clients. So it was, you know, there was we never had any issues in terms of, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, we never had any differences no. throughout the years in terms no. of who did what. We just did it. Yep. We were successful, so it fed itself for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think yeah. this is great. And I, I absolutely think that it's a wonderful conversation about job sharing. And um, I, I so appreciate both of you um, sharing these remarkable tips and encouragement to our audience um, to, to go out there and find the solutions that are going to work for you. Thank you, Liz and Terry. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Great to talk with you. Yeah. And I'm just going to say that for all of our audience out there, if you have thoughts about job sharing, we would love to hear from you. And please I add a comment to the comment section. Um, or if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all our informative advice and breakthrough advantages, sign up for our weekly wisdoms. Thanks for listening.